give all glory. He's yeah. worthy to be praised. Amen? Amen. And that's just not a saying. I know that a lot of times we say what we hear that's being said. But, but we give him all the glory. He is worthy to be praised yes, for the awesome price that he paid on the cross for our sins. Yes. And I, I, I think that many of us don't really don't have that yet. We, we're still trying to, to be forgiven. We're still trying to be accepted by God. We're start, time to, still trying to be approved by God. But God says, I already have accepted you. That's why I give this message on knowing the truth. And knowing the truth, that I just want to share a few things. I share scripture with you. When Jesus was talking to, to uh, Saul before his name was turned to Paul. And let us all stand for a moment and, and lift your Bibles up high in the air. Praise the Lord because we shouldn't have a care. Because the Word of God tells us to cast all our cares on the Lord because what? He cares for us. And we, gotta, we have to do it by faith. Amen. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. I am, I am what it says I am. I can do everything it says I can do. I can have everything it says I can have. So today, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive to the Word of God. In my life, will never be the same in Jesus name amen 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 and I hope you're hearing that you know your life will never be the same after you have really heard the word of God after you have feast on the word of God your life will never be the same amen and I want to talk to you we're talking about we've been talking about the uh, knowing the truth and a lot, I know a lot of times we've been dealing with the, the law and grace and things of that nature and that we have been delivered from the curse of the law and that, that God is not sitting there waiting to, to, for you to make a mistake for him to throw you in the hell because many of us have been trained that way by a lot of church leaders. We've heard so many things uh, of, that, of that nature that we've been, you know, been trained just, 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 you know, just going through the most of life and one day you will see what's going to happen to you. On the day of judgment day. But the Bible said we have already been judged. The Jesus said even that we were talking about judgment. As we said when the son of man is lifted up. That he's going to draw all men judgment unto himself. That was the purpose of the cross. We got to get a revelation of what happened to the cross. If you're still trying to work your way into heaven. Jesus said in Galatians. He says that means that Christ died in vain. If you got to get good enough for God. That means he died in vain. Yes, that don't alleviate, I'm not condoning doing wrong. But what I'm saying is, but oh, I'm trying to get to heaven, I'm trying to get to heaven, I'm trying to get people out of that mindset. Yes. He's already paid the price. I would talk about some things here that he told, talked to, to Saul about when, when Saul was persecuting Christians. He was getting ready to go do the next one. Let's go to Acts chapter 26. I'm trying to think what verse I'm going to start at. Acts chapter 26. I was at 26, verse, verse 8. We don't have time to read all of that. You have to read that on your own time. So when, when, I, start, when I start certain chapters, you sh it's your responsibility to go and read the whole thing. I'm talking about knowing the truth and then the power of your thoughts. Because I'm going into that direction, the power of your thoughts as well. And, and how God dealt with 
how the Lord he dealt with, 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 with Saul. Now, you got to think about that. Paul, he wasn't born again at this time. And see, the thing is, we, that's why I say we, a lot of things that we teach people in church is wrong. It's not scriptural. You know, we try to teach people you got to do this to get to God. But God already did it so you can get to him. Uh, this is what he said. And let's, I'm going to show Romans chapter 26, verse 8. And like I say, it's, it started in the middle of, 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 of a story of what was going on. But you have to read this on your own, own time. But it, it says, why should I be thought? Now, this is Saul talking. Incredible. It says, why should, why, why should it be thought incredible to you that God raised the dead? Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus. You know what contrary means, right? That means against, the opposite of what he wanted. This is what he was talking here. He says, and this I also did in Jerusalem. Did, did, uh, uh, in, many, in many of the saints, I shut up in prison. He put a lot of uh, uh, church people in, in prison. This is what he did. He says, many in prison, and shut up in prison, and having received authority from them, received authority from them, from the chief priest, and, and, were, and, were, and were put to death. He put many Christians to death. So my question to you is, you church people, why, why, why didn't Jesus go like, I'm going to strike him dead. I'm going to strike him dead. Because sometimes people, something happen to people, they always say, yeah, God's going to get them. Yeah, he said, judgment is bad. God's going to get them. God's, and they expect God's going to punish them, you know, in a, in a really bad way. But God says his goodness draws men into re repentance. Not what you think, not how you deal with situations, how, not how it was in the Old Testament, how God dealt with people. That's why I said people needed to understand how to rightly divide the word of truth. God, you, your responsibility, is to, the Bible says your responsibility is to pray for them, to pray for them that misuse you and abuse you, to pray for them. Now, there are some limits that you have to deal with on, on, another, on another level. I'm not saying you're being a push pushover. They're not saying that. But I'm showing you some here. Uh, 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 really to really get this message, you got to really listen to the other messages as well that's on, on the podcast page. But he said, where am I at? Okay. He says that, okay. Verse 8, okay. Contrary to the, in the name of Jesus. He says, in verse 10, says, this I also did in Jerusalem. And he was talking about what he did. And many of the saints he put in prison. And having authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. He says, and I punished them often, and I punished them in the synagogue. This is what he was doing. And compel them to blaspheme. He made them to blaspheme against the name of Jesus. This is what he did. Some of you haven't did this. How can what you do in the, I'm just saying the natural and in your flesh compare to this here? It says, in, in being exceedingly in, enraged against them, I persecuted them in even to, in, in foreign cities, in other cities, not only there. He says, while thus occupied, I journeyed to Damascus. He, now he's talking about his journey now. I journeyed to Damascus with the authority commissioned from the chief priest. And at midday, O king, along the road, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun. This was it's shining around me. And those who journeyed with me. And when, they had, when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice. 
speaking to me, saying in Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard to kick against the guards or the, or the pricks. He says, so I said, who are you, Lord? Who are you? Who are you? He says, I am Jesus, whom you persecuted. And this is what Jesus told him now. I mean, he says, I want you to get this. When Jesus has a purpose for somebody's life, God, he knows the end from the beginning. We all know this, or we say we know this. But when it comes down to it, he says, so when, he says, he says, so I said, who are you, O Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom, uh, whom you're persecuting. He says, but arise and stand on your feet. See, that's what Jesus is telling some people that you think that he's getting ready to, uh, to, to, uh, 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 to persecute or to condemn. He said, but there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So God knew what he was doing. He says, for, for you have, for I have appeared to you for this purpose. To make you repent of your sins and do this and do this and go off of bulls and goats and calves to be forgiven. <laughs> he didn't say that. He says, I have appeared for you for, to this purpose to make you a minister and a witness. Let me see the King James Version say. Uh, to make thee a minister and a witness both to these things that thou have seen, that you have seen. That you have seen and you, and, and, and you have seen and, 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 and of the things which I have, I will yet reveal to you. I'm going to show you some things in the future. This is what he told Saul when he was putting uh, Christians and believers in jail and having them uh, uh, persecuted. Making them blaspheme against the name of Jesus. He says, and I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from all the Gentiles to whom I now sent you. You know, so when I may ask you, why did he give him this, this, this message that most of the churches are giving to us? That when before you, when you, you know, you know, boy, you, you better do this here. You better go and do this. Better, you better go and do all this other kind of stuff and before you come to God. We don't serve that kind of God. When you read through the scriptures, the churches do stuff that Jesus don't do. And I remind you often because I want you to begin to see it. Like I said, when the, Jesus caught, the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. I mean, he had opportunity to, to, to just, I mean, to, to rebuke her, to all this kind of stuff. The woman at the well, he had opportunity to, to rebuke her, you know, and all these other things. But he did not do that. When he met the man that was on, on the gurney, he would say, man, hey, rise up, man. You know, be healed. Your, your sins are forgiven. Jesus knew where the man was. When he met Zacchaeus in the tree. I mean, man, you take all these people's money, you know, and, you know, see, that's why I tell people, you don't fall from grace. You fall to grace. Because the Bible says where sin abound, grace does much more abound. When you see these people on the news, they flipping it, you know, a pastor so and so is falling from grace. Da, 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 da. You know, yeah, 20 women at the home door, you know, and all this kind of stuff. You know, they, they, oh, he's falling from grace. No, he didn't fall from grace. He fell to grace. If he understand who he is. The woman, when she killed a very active adultery, she fallen to grace. The woman at the well that had the five husbands and shacking with another guy, she fallen to grace. When, when Zacchaeus said, Jesus, I need to talk to you. Jesus didn't even talk about what he did. Right. Zacchaeus just, just, just uttered everything. That's what, that's what we're talking about, knowing the truth. We got to get to a place where we get to know the truth because church will beat you up. But the Bible says church will be about edifying you. No, no, not, not condoning your, your, your wrong, 
But to ed- at the end of the sentence, it's about edifying you, building you up. Not saying God is going to curse you. There's no curse on anybody in this room. Because the Bible said that Jesus had, Jesus even said, I have delivered you from the curse of the law. Right. You're not under the law. You're under grace. And he told him, he says, he says, he says, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well and from the Gentiles to whom I sent, I now sent you. He said, this is what I want you to do. He talked to open their eyes. See, a lot of believers' eyes are not open. We're still walking in darkness. It says, in order to turn them from darkness to light. Darkness right here to light does not mean evil and good. Darkness here means from ignorance to knowing. Because see, sometimes you can be in the presence of knowing and ignore what you should know. Sometimes you can be in the presence of, of knowledge. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you from the Bible. Because see, that's why it says, from darkness to light. From darkness, you're in darkness or you're in ignorance. When you look up the word darkness in the Greek, it means ignorance or not knowing. I used to think, oh man, darkness right there was evil. It doesn't mean that right there evil. The next one does evil because you see from darkness to light, then it says from what? From the power of Satan to God. That's from the power of his authority over your life. But darkness, when you look it up it, from the Greek, it means of, of ignorance, not knowing in light. Because the Bible says the entrance of your word gives light. It gives illumination. It shows you things that you did not see before. See, a lot of church people that have been in church for 30 years are still walking in darkness. They still are ignorant to God's word or what God has said in his word. God wants you to illuminate some things and show you who you are in Christ. Men don't know who they are in Christ. Men feel they got to get to the pastor all the time to find out who they are in Christ. No, that's between you and God. You got to get to God. Never give a man authority over your life. Your pastor speak or the confirmation was already in you. You can leave here and go somewhere else. But what God has given you is still in you. It doesn't leave because you leave the church. Because he said his gifts and callings are without repentance. But a lot of pastors teach you, well, you leave your sister. You know, God called you to be here. You know, this is what God's going to do to you and da, 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 da. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's not the Bible. That's that man trying to carry rule over you and authority over you. And that's how a lot of churches become cultic. When you try to ruin somebody's life and, and you put curses on people's lives, all that kind of stuff, I put a curse on your life. I mean, I've I, I seen, I seen a, 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 a video of a pastor cursing people and put a curse on them and all this kind of stuff. You are of the devil, brother. That's right. I mean, anybody want to put a curse on you? Jesus didn't do that to the worst of them. He said, man, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You got to know who you are in Christ. This is so important that that, that we get a revelation of who we are in Christ. We got to know this. And we don't, and we don't, if we don't get this, we'll still be in living in darkness. That's why I tell you, that's why you, that's why you got to be where somebody's going to teach you the word of God, not teach you just religion. Anybody Hear what I'm saying? I'll, let me say this first because people get, get it twisted and they, they'll say half of what I said <laughs> or not even a third of what I said. 
Nothing is wrong with praising, worship, and dancing and all this kind of stuff. But, but the thing is, when you come to church, you come to get some information. Mm-hmm. You come to get information that will transform your life. Because when Jesus was teaching, you never saw them, you know, just uh, everybody making noise and running, 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 running. Yeah, that's a time to do that. When praise and worship time, we, we lifting our hands and praise and there's some things going on. That's a time to praise. It's a time to dance. And that's it. But then it's time to hear the word. It's time to sit and hear the word. And see, people think they got to, oh, well, I won't serve a God I can't feel sometimes. I got I to feel it. He never promised you're going to feel him. I'm not saying you're never going to feel his presence. You know, there's sometimes you will feel the presence of God, but don't seek for that. That's right. He never says seek to feel him. He said the gesture live by faith yeah. and not by sight. Sight is the, the sense realm, how you feel your emotions and things of that nature. That's the sight part of it. But he's, this is what he said. He says, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. When you get light, you get illumination. You begin to see things that you never saw before. Like I said, many people in church, but they're still living in, walk, living in darkness. A darkness means ignorance, not knowing. We're talking about knowing the truth. Because the Bible says the truth will do what? If the truth will make you free. If you're not free, that means you're still in, in darkness. You're still, you're still not, 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 not operating to the, the, what you could do. You're still not knowing what, what you should do and, and, and walking in that kind of authority. You're still defeated. You got to ask yourself, I, I want to, I, I mean, you, how many, if you want to live up to your full potential, you got you to have some not. You can't keep, and many people are here, you're still downing yourself. Well, I can't do this. I don't be able to do this here. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. Are you full of I can'ts? You got to work on your strengths and not your... You got to think about where am I strong at? What areas am I strong in? Am I good at teaching? Am I good at, you know, am I good at this? Am I good at, you know, and some people may be good at, you know what I'm saying, just in that many, everybody have gifts in here. But we have downplayed ourselves. We will let the church down play you too. I don't believe in arrogance, but I believe in confidence. He says to open the eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, to turn them from the power of Satan to God, that they may do what? That they may what? Receive forgiveness. That tells me that receive forgiveness is already available to you. You ain't got to go beg for forgiveness. Brother, you got to miss me, Brother, you got to go and repent of all your sins. You da, 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 da. The Bible don't say that anywhere in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Repent means to get your thinking back right again. Repent from the word metanoma. It, it, means, it means to change. It means to hear and to change your thinking. I have to say this a lot because sometimes people, you've heard, when you heard, you know, like when, when John was te- when John, uh, uh, came in telling the, the people, he says, uh, repent, 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 the kingdom of God is in what you have heard before, what you have heard, what you have heard, now let's make adjustments to what you have heard. He's coming. Because he has forgiven you. See, you receive your forgiveness. That you receive. This is what the Bible says now. He said that they may what? Receive forgiveness of sins. See, many people, why are you still begging for something that you just should just receive it? Well, I received the forgiveness. You have forgiven me for my sins. You paid for my sins on the cross. If we don't, people don't have a revelation of what he did on the cross. If he went to the cross just for nothing 
and you still begging and begging and begging and begging. He, he went to the cross in vain. That's why the Bible said in Galatians, he said, I will not frustrate the grace of God. Because if, if, if righteousness come by my works, uh, that means Christ died in vain. Y'all got to stop begging. You got to get this, this religious mentality and de-junk it. I'm, you, I'm working on it every day. I'm working on it every day. Like get rid of a religious mentality. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Man is a spirit that possesses a soul and lives inside of a body. We're not human beings trying to have a spiritual experience. We are spirit beings conquering the human experience. It says that they may receive the forgiveness of sins. It's, then, it says that, then it says, who are sanctified by the church they go to. Who are sanctified when they wear long dresses and stockings they can't see through. Who are sanctified when they really dance really, really fast. No, he didn't say that. He says, who are sanctified by what? Faith in me. Who, he says, who are. That's present tense. He didn't say how good you were. That's right. Sanctified just means separated. But see, we've been taught so many things. Like, oh yeah, they, you know, they go to the sanctified church because we had in that mind, you know, they, you know, they, they, they dance, they have loud music going on, and and they shout all day. And like I said, when I say this, I'm not talking about a church. I'm not talking about certain things. I'm talking about this word here. And this is what we knew. This is how I grew up. I, this, I don't know about y'all churches here. This is how I grew up. The churches I knew that were that way, you know, that, that's what it was. Yeah. They be to believe the poor you are, the holy you are. Just a thought. <laughs> so but it's up to you to transform your thinking because many thoughts are going to come to your mind. Like I say, if you're making any judgment, always judge a person according to the word. What does the word say? Is are they in line with the word? Because certain things you have to sometimes you have to make a Because sometimes people can trust in their leaders so much that no matter what they say, they just jump on it. Yeah. My thing is, you know, I always been like, "Nah, I don't see that in the Bible." Yeah. I, am, mm, I put that on the shelf. If it's not in the scripture, I put it on the shelf. You know, I mean, because I grew up, you know, like it. Uh, when I really just really just. I was, well, first, well, the beginning of my salvation years and, you know, growing up, you know, people are always telling, you know, they actually, you know, like, you know uh, people come and try to challenge it. You know, where you, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, my pastor said, you know, you know, your boy with Jerry, you know, Pat, you know, Pat, you're Jerry, you know, my thing was, did God say it? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Did God say it? You know, you know, got to get that one scripture. When God told children, children Israel, don't wear Jerry, he told them because of what they did with it. Because he all he did again, he said, because this contradicted said he says all gold and silver is mine, and he on his children to have none. That's something right with that. We told them because of what they what, what they did with it. You hear these things and and all this tradition and religion stuff. You know what? Well, well, my path is this. What does the Bible say? Did you read in the Bible? Did you where, where did you get that from? Because people come to me, I ask them, where's it in the Bible? Where's it in the scripture? Does it say it in the scripture? Well, we, we, my, my pastor said, I, I can't, ooh, that just, 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 ooh, that just works me. That's why I give you the word, so you can say the word says. Not me. I'm just a vessel, just sharing the word, giving you information. 
I mean, so much tradition that we have, we don't know the truth. We don't know the truth. But that's why you, you got to know it. That's why you have to renew your mind to the word of God. You have to renew your, worship, your mind to the word of God. That's why you got to cast out every vain imagination. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We're talking about knowing the truth. The knowing the truth, it comes with a renewed mind. It comes with a renewed mind. I'll tell you what, instead of going there, let's go, go to us. Uh, go there first. Go, go ahead and go to 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. Go, go there first. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. And these, these are personal things that we must do. These are personal things that we must do. Because we're always going to hear things all the time. He says, 10 verse 5, he says, casting down every imagination or every image, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Because you remember Paul said he was teaching things that was contrary to the word of God. But it says, we got to cast down every imagination, every high thing. See, a high thinking, sometimes we can think, that's why you got to be very careful when you, even when you're in church, what you hear. Because the Bible said to take heed to what you hear. Because I'm telling you something, faith is developed by what you hear. You can have faith in what you heard. Sometimes people have faith in their leaders because of what they, what they heard. But that's why I try to present the word of God. Because my main thing, I want to show the word. I don't want to give you my own opinion. I want to sh share with you what the word of God says. Because the Bible said the truth is going to make you free. Because I know that the last couple, we get, we're going to get back to the laws and grace too. But I, I'm just, I, I want to kind of get you to the thinking for a, 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 a moment here. Because people still try to struggle in the law and grace, you know, and deal with the curses of the law and things of that nature. But it says, it says, it says, that cast down every imagination. You got to make sure that you make a decision to cast every thought down. Every vain imagination comes to your mind because they do. And sometimes they can, they can be some good thoughts, but they, they, they can be vain thoughts. It can be so close to right, but not totally right. That's why the word of God tells you to rightly live by the word of truth. Casting out every thought, every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bring it to, to captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. See, the key thing you got to understand, you are in control of your thoughts. I want to tell you that. God's not in control of your thoughts. You are. Because it'd be unfair for God to control somebody, their thoughts and not your thoughts, or your thoughts and not control their thoughts. He has given you the power and ability to do it. But there's a lot of lazy people. There's a lot of lazy Christians. They don't want to take you, oh God, I want you to take these thoughts. Remember, because they don't know. That's why the Bible said the entrance of his word gives light. His word would tell you, no, 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 no. You got you to control your thoughts. You have the power to do it. You have the ability to do it. Lord, control this fellow. Oh, take these thoughts out of my mind. No, you got to take those thoughts out of your mind. Because this is what it takes. That's why I said it enters of his word gives light. It shows you things. That's why I tell you to cast down every, every uh, uh, cast down imagination of every thought. Then in the book of Ephesians tells you that whatever you think, whatever your mind can imagine, he can do exceedingly above that. Whatever you think. 
Not what he thinks. He said, what you think? Because God thinks big. But the Bible said we have been created in his image, so we can think big too. I'm telling you, I mean, I tell you, sometimes the church can mess you up instead of bless you up. And because they you that they have this, this poverty mentality, you know, where you just make it the best way you can. And many churches don't teach on purpose either. You got to live out what's in you. God has gifted every, all of us with something on the inside of us. We got to cast it down. Hmm. And we have the power to do that. See, if you have a, 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 a just like if you have a, a live a life of guilt, it's because it's, 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 in, it's in you. It's not natural. You just place it in your mind. You have to begin to think on those thoughts all the time, dwell on those things. You have to change your way of thinking. Let's, let's, uh, it, says, it says, and change begins on the inside. You have, to, you have to do something about what the way you're thinking. Romans chapter 12, verse, verse, verse 1. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Now, this is the part of still knowing the truth. I'm just kind of going here today just to kind of get, just to, to, uh, get off the law and grace for a moment. But I want you to get you to know the truth. These are some things that you must do. You got you to change your way of thinking. Romans chapter 12. Are you there yet? Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And as I was saying, it says, it says to, it says, okay, yeah. It says that do not be conformed to the world or to the world's way of thinking, but be transformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. To renew means to, to renovate. It means to, yeah, uh, 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 renewing means to a renovation of your mind. Because some people have so much junk in their mind, they need to get some stuff out of there. You know, you say, I have so much stuff in your house, you say, I need to get some of this junk out of here. <laughs> so we can see certain things in the natural. We got all this junk, we got this, we got that, we got that. Whew, if, I, if, I, if I can get some of this stuff out, I can see better. If I get moved somebody that got one, I got four or five couches in the same room and then four or five big, big lazy boys and you know, and when you get something, you, you can think better. That's the same thing with your mind. Some of you have so much on your mind, your thought level, you can't see truth. It's so much going through. You got this going, they said this, this say that, 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 and nothing is lining up where you want to be. This pastor saying this, this pastor saying that, that. But the key thing is look at the words that the word of God is saying. We got to renew our minds. It says, it says, renewing our minds that you may what? Prove what is good. That you may prove what is acceptable. That you may prove what the will of God is. That's when you renovate your mind. You start renewing your mind. Renewing to redo, uh, to rethink, and repent. Repent means to, okay, what the word, what re means? Uh, what, what re means? Again. What does pent mean? What does pinnacle mean? Where's the penthouse? On top. Pinnacle means the pinnacle of the mountain is on top. 
Repent means to get your thinking back on top. Repent. Repent, pinnacle, penthouse on the top. Pinnacle is the top of the mountain. You got to get your thinking back on top. Renew. Renew your mind because your, your, your mind wasn't initially like that. Because you think yeah, as a child, your mind was a certain way that you believe you could do anything. Da, 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 da. Then you start hearing all these other voices coming and then, then you can start getting it. You accept this, you accept this from over here, you accept that from over there. You're accepting so much information. This one says to re renew your mind. You got to do it again. Get some of this stuff out because initially all that stuff wasn't on your mind. That's why adult problems and child problems have never been resolved. Because we start accepting, adopting these, this way of thinking, that way of thinking, hearing this person saying this and hearing this person saying that, and then you got all this stuff on your mind. You're confused. You're totally discombobulated. Mm. You got to get back to the original state. You got to make new. Before you got to where you are, where were you? At the, before, before this, where were you before this? Many of us go through many different situations, many hurts and pains, many victories and have successes and then have tumultuous times as well. Think about most depressions was because of what? The way we constantly think on. Most of the time what our minds are set on. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. You are in control of your thoughts. Not God. He gives you things to think about, the best thing to think about, but you got to think about it. Colossians chapter 3. Let's look at what? Verse 1. It says, if you are you risen with, with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your mind. Set your mind. So who's responsible to set their minds? You are. That temperature gauge on the wall, we have to set it at a certain temperature. When it gets there and it stops, set it on 72. You got to set your mind. You are responsible. It says, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. You're, you, 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 it's your responsibility. And the Bible tells us, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ. When Christ is our life appear, then we shall also appear with him in glory. So we have the ability to do that. And the Bible tells us we have the ability to put to death the members which are on the, on the earth. It gives a list of fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, and which is which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. If you, if, but in, in you yourself once walked in them, lived in them, but now you are, are are put now you now you yourselves are put put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy language out of your mouth. 
So we have the power to do that because we have the power to change our way of thinking. And you have to read all of the rest of that. But, but, but you have the power to do that. But see, many people, we just let our minds do what our minds want to do. And this is what happened when we let our minds do what we want to do. Let's go to Proverbs 23, verse 7. I know I'm going to mention this from the scriptures. Because next week we're going to get back to the, the law and grace, knowing the truth. And we're still there, but we're just talking about knowing the truth, what we should need to do. The power of thoughts. And this is what happened in the power of thoughts. What, what does it say in Proverbs 23, 7? Let somebody read that. Proverbs 23, 7. For as he think in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. Eat and drink, says he to thee. Right, okay. So this is what it said. Check this out now. Look, listen, look, at, look, look at what it says again. It says, for as he think in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. But the key thing is, whatever we say, whatever you eat or drink, basically, what are you, what was it? It's like, they, I was listening to something, and talking about these two different wolves, and uh, that was in battle with one another. One was a very evil wolf. And uh, he just saw negativity, he always saw the glass half full. I want you to get this. He saw the glass half full. This is the battle we deal with. We deal with two wolves every day. He's a battle half, bottle half full of water. He's always negative, always pessimistic, and just always looking, always blaming other people for where he is. But the other wolf, basically, see, it pies up a very positive way. See the best of life. The glass is, the glass is half full, not half empty. He sees the best. He sees the best in people. Then the question was asked, okay, if the wolves in two, two battles, uh, a battle one another, which wolf will win? He said, the one that you feed the most. Which one are you feeding the most? Because when you wake up every day, you're going to have a battle in your mind. You have a battle in your mind every day. Say it, say it again. Yeah, so you, you, that's why you got to feed yourself on the Word of God. You got to feed yourself something positive. You got to feed yourself with positive affirmations when you get up in the morning. Today is going to be a great day. Right. Even your mind may be telling you something else. That's why the Bible tells you, you got to cast down every thought, every vain imagination. Because, yeah. I mean, you're going to the challenge of the day. Oh, I know this happened last week. Oh, it's Monday again. Oh, my goodness. Thank God it's Friday. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, it's Monday again. Oh, I got to deal with this person at work. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to deal with her. You get on the phone calling everybody. I'm telling you, I don't know. And see, you always planning your day is gonna be bad. You gotta wake up with a different attitude. Say, day is gonna be a good day, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. I just speak. This is gonna be a good day because the power. Of your, the Bible says the power of your day is in your mouth. What you say. The Bible says you will have what you say, what you expect. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you expect. And just I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't care what you say. Okay, well, you don't care what I say. You just have a bad day. My day is going to be good. Right. All is well. I have favor today. I have favor with the banks. I have favor with people. Mm-hmm. I have favor with God. And you have to speak that way. If your favor has been bad, you have, you have to change what you say. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's what you are saying. 
Maybe what you scold the Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You gotta change the way you think. You don't get what you deserve. You deserve a lot of good things, but, but you get who you are. Oh, nothing that way. It rains, it pours. You got to get rid of them bad confessions, too. Ooh, and it rains, it pours. Let it rain. Like the song says, although I love the sunshine, I still accept the rain. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. We got to expect more in life. God wants us to have more. God wants our eyes to be open. You know, God wants us to, to walk out of darkness to light. You know, out of ignorance to, 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 to light, to knowing who you are in Christ. Go back to the beginning in Genesis 1.26. Let's go back to Genesis 1.26. We're going to end in a second. <clears throat> Genesis 1.26. Genesis 1.26. Genesis 1.26. You got to go back to the original state. And we're going to walk in victory. <clears throat> Genesis 1, 26. <clears throat> and you got to understand that how you have been created. I, I'm, I'm going to give you a, script, a couple of scriptures to focus on before we end. I want you to focus on Genesis 1, 26. Another scripture I want you to focus on as well. <clears throat> I'm going to give you three scriptures before we end. And this is one of them. Genesis 1, 26. He says, and then God said, what? Let and then God man. said. Go ahead. Let us make man in our, in our image. After our likeness. Mm -hmm. And let him be, have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowls of the air. Over the cows and over the earth, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. That's right. You have authority over creeps too. Mm -hmm. See, the Bible says he, is, he says, "Let us make man in our in our likeness, in our likeness." And likeness means to be an exact duplication of something. You know, so we so we got to get our thinking there. I am creating the image of God. I'm creating the very image of God. There's another scripture I want to go to. I want you to remember that scripture. I want you to meditate on that scripture during the week. I'm going to give you another scripture to meditate on. Let's go to Psalms 139, I believe. <clears throat> Psalms 139. Verse 13. I want you to meditate on these scriptures. I want to get your thinking change. Because some of us, we don't have a good self-image of ourselves. We have a good self-image of ourselves. Most, more, more in the church than in the world. Or what we call the world. They have a better image of themselves than we do. They are more confident. They have more drive. They believe they can do anything. And we're like, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting on the Lord. The Lord's waiting on you. Get up and get make it happen. Psalms 139, verse 13. I want to start there. Are you there yet? Mm -hmm. And this is what it says. For you formed my inward parts, and you covered 
You covered me in my mother's womb. So why can you, why are you saying, speaking bad of yourself? He says that you formed me. You formed my inward parts. Everything about me, God, you made it. That's why I say, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that every part of me that operates in the perfection that you have created it. And you got to start to speak that. No matter what happens, no matter what your journey is like, it's not always enjoying the journey, but sometimes you got to appreciate the journey. Because God will take you to some places that, or, or, or you will go some places that you don't really want to go. And or sometimes God leaves you to places you want to go, but it's not, your life is not over. Sometimes God will place you in situations so you can grow. But you never downplay yourself. It then says, Lord, in verse 14, or stanza 14, I will praise you, for I am what? Fearfully. Meticulously made. Stop speaking down to, oh, I'm just so stupid. I'm just, some of you stop saying, I'm so dumb, I'm so stupid. I don't, I don't know, you know, I wasn't good at this. And you, know, you wasn't good, but the thing is, you got to start speaking what you're good at. And grow from there. I will praise you, I am fearfully, wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. When you look in the mirror, you usually say, marvelous are your works, Lord. And that's for everybody. It's not, it's not like you think you're better than somebody else. Because marvelous are his works toward them as well. He says, that that, that, he says, and my soul know it. He's talking about my mind. The soul word here is my mind. My mind know it. Yeah. That's I want you to begin to meditate on it. Start speaking it this week. When you go into some situations, you start saying, Lord, I thank you, Lord. You formed my inward parts. Yeah. You made my brain, God. You made my every my, my, my thoughts, God. You made all these things. Here, God, I thank you, Lord. And you covered me when I was in my mother's womb. That means he covered you. He protected you yeah. when you were there. He says, Lord, you formed my inward parts. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. So stop downplaying yourself. Even though you have downplayed yourself, stop do, continuing to do that. This is another day. He says, he says marvelous are your works. He says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully walked in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Sometimes you're not always what you should be, but he's seeing what you could be. He says, in, in your book, they were written. Man, your name was written in God's book. And the days fashioned, fashioned for me. The days is this, and yet when, 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 when I, when, as yet there was none of them. How precious are your thoughts of me. See, some of you think that God has given up on you because you went through some situations. I want to say this. This is kind of off the, off the, off the notes here. Some of you thought that. You got to think about it. God told Joseph that he, was, he was, gave Joseph a, a vision of what he was going to do. Be ruler over the land, all that stuff, all of his brothers, all that kind of stuff. But he, God didn't tell Joseph that you're going to have to be in prison for 25 years. They're going to enslave you. Sometimes you don't know what you may have to go through before you get to where you're going to be. Job didn't know he had going to experience what he had experienced. He lost everything. But God gave Job double for his trouble. So nobody, there's somebody that, that didn't really go through anything. But you got to change your thoughts. You got to say, this is, I'm just go, I, I got to go through it to get to it. No matter what it looks like. Because some of you are like, man, this is the end. It's, it's over for me. It's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. But you have to change the way you see. You have to change it. 
You have to do something about it. God is on your side. You may close your Bibles. I just want to introduce some other things to you. We're still we're talking about knowing the truth. But I was pulled in the direction is, is about your thought life. You've got to change your thoughts if you're going to know the truth. You've got to renew your mind. Like they say, the mind is a, wet, a terrible thing to waste. 